Listener Production. As much fun as using a fake name on your coffee order. Skinny chai tea. Oksana. That's me. Peppermint mocha with a double shot for a Min Lee. That's me. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Tell you what, massive shout out to Arisa True, 13-year-old skateboarding prodigy. I believe you pronounce it Arisa. Where's Arisa, Arisa? from? Australia. Um, oh, first, you nailed the, what, 720? 720, yeah. Oh. And then not only nailed the 720, first woman to nail a 720, right? Won a gold medal at the X Games on the weekend, okay? The person that she beat, mm. you got the silver in this particular competition, 10-year-old Canadian Reese Nelson. Whoa! Youngest medalist in the event's 29 years of history. The average age of the entire X Games podium was 13 years, 6 months. <laughs> average age. There was no age limit on this, so it was open. It could be. No, no, you know. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like an under 16s event or anything. This is an opens event. 13 year old and a 10 year old. And I'm guessing oh like an 18 God. year old or 16 year old or something. It's only going to be a matter of time. Wimbledon final, you know, between the 11 year old from Prague in Czechia versus the, you know, 14 year old Russian there. They're all getting too good. They're practicing. They're yeah. practicing as babies. They're practicing straight out of the room, the womb. Arisa was probably doing a bloody Birdman straight out of the <laughs> hospital. Yeah, I mean it wasn't great for the mum when she grinded on the way out of the. <laughs> oh, jeez. What? Well, you know what? I'm glad that you're going there, Alex Dyson. No, I'm glad that you're taking that to this. That it is getting X-rated today because we are talking about we are getting a bit X-rated today. Well, true. There's a bit of X controversy when it comes to. Um, when it comes to literature of an educationally sexual nature, the appropriateness of various things. So um, we're going to have a chat about that. Also, just everyone's had a rough day at work. Often it's best to grin and bear it, particularly if you're responsible for kids. Later on, you'll be hearing about a, a Queensland bus driver who probably, if they had their time again, would do things differently. Yeah, well, let's jump right in. Hey, it's Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Going to ask you a personal question now, Alex Dyson, and maybe you too, Bron, if you want to jump near the mic. Depends what it is. Yeah, fair call, fair call. <laughs> So far, it's the only workplace you can just start a sentence like that <laughs> and not have it be problematic. Not have the phone call from HR. <laughs> when, Alex Dyson, when was the first time you recall mm -hmm. seeing pornography? Um, friend Nelson's house, year six. Yeah, so how old were you been? About he was one of 11? the only people who had the internet that I knew of at the time. Oh, yeah. So it's, this is year 2000. I think yep. people looked it up. I didn't really look at it, but I just remember like one loading page or something like that. And you feel like you got that kind of like, like it's like nerves, right? Like it's you're nervous. really like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like, oh, I'm oh not sure God. about this. And so it's like one of those, like, are you over 18? And it was like this sort of thing. I'm like, oh, guys, I don't think we should do this. <laughs> well, because I, because I but mean, I remember you, and then at about, oh, maybe it was like 15 or 16, like someone had the card that got all the channels on like the, Oz star out in the country, and there was one like sexy channel with pornography, but they didn't show any actual bits. I think you just saw boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't well, I remember full. I was. I remember I threw something in the bin at the local reservoir when I was in year seven. I mean, I'd seen like you know playboys and penthouses and stuff. You know, at friends' houses. You know, mm. they're 
brothers or whatever, or parents that they keep that found this stash. But mm. like, I, yeah, I remember finding it in a bin, um, there was like this magazine and I was like, Oh, what's this? I picked it out. It's this bin that people throw their dogs poops in as well. So it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a nice bin, but I still fished it out. No, <laughs> I mean, bagged. <laughs> the poops were bagged, but yeah, it didn't smell great. <laughs> I sort of had a little flick through. And I'll tell you what, it was, it was the first time I'd ever seen anything, anyone actually in the act of it. I was like, yeah. in, the, in the actual act of sex, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was probably about 12. I was talking the other day, the, like, the, I was so happy that the first time I'd like, pro, like I probably, probably saw a video or those kind of things was like when I was 20-ish, sort of like yeah. older, like you sort of. Man, getting it out of that teenage impressionable brain stages. So happy that that happens. Oh, you don't know what you're doing when you're, when, when you're that young. I went, we went to France, me and my sister, we were in France. And I remember I turned on the hotel TV once and they just had just full blown <laughs> porn just on TV. Like, there wasn't any paywall or anything like that. It was just yeah. like, it was just on like proper actual Explicit pornography just on their TV. It's like the time I s stayed in um, the Capsule Hotel in Tokyo. You know the little ones? It's like mm. it is the future and just in this little pod. And there's one below and one above. And I was in the ground floor pod. Just go in there. And have, they've got a little TV up there. And it's got a remote just with two channels. One is the news and one is pornography. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like the others weren't working. They were just the two that, that, that were on this thing. Bron, what about you? What was like your, what did, what's your memory of it? My first memory is going to my friend's house. She had three older brothers and mm. we were playing, I think like a random video game. And then we went to find another one in the drawer of his, it must've been his bedroom or something. And just found like a stack of pornos. And we would have been like grade five or something. And at the mm. time it was just like, we just thought it was funny. Well, that's Hilarious, it, because you yeah. do kind of understand it and know what's going on. We didn't watch it. We just saw the, t the cover of the VHS tapes. Ah, good. And you knew what it was, et yeah. cetera. And yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so this book, the Yumi Steins book, have you, and Melissa Kang, did you yeah, see all this stuff? Have have seen there's a bit of controversy around, I think it's, is it the third in the series of Yumi's series of Welcome to... Series things like welcome, welcome to, your, to period. your period, welcome to yep. consent, and welcome to sex are the ones right. that I know of now. And now this is a pretty in-depth book. Yumi has come out with some really she's she's quite open about how much effort she's put into, you know, researching it. How many experts has got have gone through the book, but the backlash just seems to be relentless, right? For um. For you, did you see that what was going on on her Instagram page? Well, some dude got charged with harassment, didn't they? Yeah, because some of the messages that she's getting sent were absolutely like vile, mm. and um, and it really is, you know. And the the point of the book, as Yumi sort of said, is is it's co-authored with um former Dolly Doctor Melissa Kane, um, and as written by theguardian.com, aimed at twelve to fifteen year olds. Mm -hmm. Right. And it talks about a lot of different things, masturbation, safe sex, consent, gender identity, and sexual positions. But people are super, they got really, people are so angry about that. They're saying that, that, that like, they're claiming that it's part of like, um, you know, calling Yumi a rock spider and that she's. What does that mean? Oh, it's a, someone who grooms like a pedophile, basically. Mm. It's like the name that they, the word they use in prison. 
Right. Um, and it's grooming and stuff like that. And it just sort of me, I was just like, it seems really strange that it sort of seems like it's out of touch with reality, you know? Of, yeah. So I guess asking the, when is the first time pornography came in, which is, uh, which is completely not targeted at a age group and worded in, in that particular way and made, you know, put in a, not, yeah, put not into done language by smart, and put into, yeah, intelligent researching doctors yeah. and professionals. Cause I don't, I don't know if anyone's seen the titles of a few of these pornographies <laughs> these days. That it's, I guess, easy enough with anyone with an internet access, but I, there's all sorts of. I, we can't say any of them. If I said a title, every word would be beeped. <laughs> that's that's the smut with which well, is a single search away. Um, writer Kate Emery wrote on um, on the west.com.au, quite rightly, I guess, that like, you know, it's to some of the content in the book is quite, like I was reading it, you know, read snippets of it, and mm. it's talking about things like oral sex and you know, what positions mm. are possible and there's certain pictures of different, diff, lots of different pictures of bits, mm. you know, body parts, etc. And it's like, and I remember, and I remember thinking, geez, this is a bit, yeah, this is a bit full on, you know, but then I was like, oh, hold on. I was fishing pornos out of a <laughs> dog shit bin when I was 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think a... I don't think a little cartoon Willie in a book from Big W is going to warp my mind the way that these conservative groups think that it might, you know? Like, yeah. And, oh, I mean, it, you, you want things different. You don't want to start planting ideas if, for children who are not ready for those kind of things. You don't want to be, you know, you know, encouraging things that people get going the wrong idea. But I guess, yeah, if, if it's educational and, you know, parents can make sure they the decisions for the stages that their kids are at in particular, because everyone is an individual. There is so much nuance to something like this. And I think I saw an interview with New Yumi where she said the word nuance, which, um, yeah, I'm not I'm sure she's saying it's not appropriate for everyone and all children and all ages, but yeah, having somewhere to turn. If you're curious about these things, which a lot of kids are, we've been there. Right. Where you could get a bit, little bit of a, a bit of an insight into it. Like I haven't read the book, so I cannot weigh into what I would think. And I don't have children, so I can't weigh into that. Did you have, where do I, did I come from? Was that your, was, did you have one of those? Oh, we got sat down <laughs> in front of the television. Really? Growing up. And the big black VHS tape was popped into the player. And the cartoon rubber ducky in the bath was looking at the naked man and woman <laughs> and looking at their bits. How old were you, do you reckon? Oh, <laughs> it probably would have been, yeah, like 13 or something, 12 or 13. No, it would have had to be earlier than that. Might, it might have even been earlier because, yeah, I remember we had sex ed in primary school in year six where they told us a few things and me and yeah. um, Emma Johnson at the time um, sitting next to each other and we said, all right, it's a competition. Who doesn't laugh? like during this and they were talking about, you know, penises and vaginas and sorry, I, I lost. I already lost. Yeah, You lost. We were fine through penises and vaginas. We were, you know, we were fine through boobies and nipples and, you know, labias, all of it. And they said, and here is the anus, uh, which is for poop. 
and we both, we both <laughs> burst out laughing at poop. <laughs> the point is, we all had that book. You know, so many people had that book. So many people had that. But times are a changing. Where did I come from? Is the precursor to what's happening, what's happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're going to ban books like this, you got to ban older brothers. Yeah, the internet. <laughs> Get rid of the internet. These kids have got internet everywhere. They're going to be. They're going to know damn well where they came from. <laughs> well, uh, maybe you and I should just write one—a real appropriate book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just for poop by Marokai. <laughs> Are we talking about anuses or bins at <laughs> reservoirs? <laughs> Talked about the pappy shower recently. Oh, you did, Matt O'Kine. Pappy shower. I don't think anyone's taking your lead. I reckon it's still the craze that's sweeping the nation. If you don't know, it was a group of guys all getting together to bro out ahead of the um, impending birth of one of our children's. Um, And people were angry about it. But Alex (laughs) Dyson also said that, you know, women were... um, were regaining their power by having a, um, by having a booby shower, celebrating the, um, the birth of brand new boobs via surgery that some people were doing. A lot of showers around the place. But, uh, on the Pappy Shower, Alex Dyson, we, um, we all bought a, a lad's lottery ticket. What do you mean? We're walking to breakfast. Someone's like, oi, let's all chip in, get a, we got to get a quick pick. Right. You know, we might be able to. Buy our old mate a new pram. Because <laughs> gambling to yeah. buy things for the un- <laughs> for the baby that you're about to have is not depressing yeah. at all. Didn't go and get some clothes or some nappies <laughs> that, with that money there. Just went and spent it down at the Powerball. Yeah, good, 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 good. Okay. That's what you want when you're coming home from a an event, which I think the majority of your partners hated the idea of, um, is doing more irresponsible things. <laughs> That's probably because <laughs> we couldn't the best do enough. Thing. We just yeah. had to. The fact we that you were going to... on it, annoying enough. The fact that you did that. Yeah, well, no one would have been frowning upon us if we were like an American person. This is why you get sucked into it, <laughs> you fool. Because they show, they say life will be a dream. Like, yeah. <laughs> trying to get rich by buying lottery tickets, same odds as trying to buy a random plane ticket, hoping that it'll crash. Yeah, look, they are slightly against you, um, depending on which airline you... <laughs> no, 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 so, no. Okay, uh, no. Some have better records than others, <laughs> no, but these most stringent no. safety standards are in there. It, it, that's my point. That's why you shouldn't, shouldn't be going out to try and get rich. So you want to talk odds, okay? There is a particular Powerball in the US, okay? Odds of one in 292.2 million that you are going to win the big prize. Yep. Okay. Well, tell that to a particular American who purchased a single lottery ticket at a tiny store in downtown Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and was the sole winner. Because if two people get the same numbers, they split it in half, yeah? Yes. The person won... $1.6 $1.6 billion. <laughs> okay. Oh, $1,600 million. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that gets taxed in America, though, doesn't it, when you do that? In your US, lottery winnings are considered taxable income, right? Mm. As you said. But you can either choose to get the total jackpot paid out in yearly increments, or you can get it all $558 million in a lump sum before taxes. So you say, are you going to get it right now, all of it right now? And then you have to pay a tax on top of that, which I think would, would only be 24% because there's no California state tax. So it's a federal tax of 24%. Or do you take it in yearly increments and get all $1 billion? What are you doing? Get it in increments or $1 billion. I mean, if you get the whole lot and you just put it in a deposit, it'll grow anyway. You just live totally. off the interest. Bro. You buy, buy a couple of little couple of little treats. Just a couple of little <laughs> treats for yourself. And Ooh. then in, the, uh, in there and just... Like, I've read a thing of someone like, what do you do if you win the lottery? Is don't tell anybody... You go to a lawyer, you draw up some things, <laughs> you do that, and you just, you'd say, this is, this is what I'll give to my family, this is what I'll and you just set it in final, and that's it. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, sure. Because it'll make your life <laughs> not as good as you think. As if, as if you could afford not to, you're going to tell someone, people will be like, why is Dyson wearing a gold suit behind the bar of Comedy Republic today? Pouring beers, getting his helicopter mate, home. Mate, I wouldn't be pouring beers at Comedy Republic. <laughs> I'd be taking my gold suit to the old Amalfi Coast, mate. Thank you very much. So anyways, I was like, that is just wild. Like that is a ludicrous amount of money. Now, the other thing is the ticket, the area where the ticket was sold mm. was a few blocks back from a place called Skid Row in LA where oh, yeah. um, like, it's like the big homeless mm city in LA, lots of makeshift shanties, like tents lining the entire block mm -hmm. uh, or lots of blocks well, in the neighborhood. So people are saying- a very good analogy for America, isn't it? Just, just that happening there. <laughs> One person takes home a billion dollars. Yep. yep. Everyone else. Blocks and tops. lots of homeless people. Tops for you. <laughs> 1.6 billion for me. Thank you. <laughs> So anyways, look, I just thought with all of this chat going around and we do, we do have to say really genuinely, <laughs> yeah. please, I mean, gamble responsibly. This is well, all just. <laughs> the problem with saying gamble responsibly is you're also saying gamble, which isn't. No, no. no okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't gamble. Don't yeah. gamble at all. You can gamble responsibly. I'll say don't gamble. Yep. 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 Well, maybe you could be like Joan who got in touch with us on at Matt.Andalex. Alex, when we asked when or how have you won heaps of money? Joan says, I want to hit some money on crypto by not investing any money in it. <laughs> <laughs> that is, Joan, the best way to be looking at it. Thank you very much for your message. Alex said, I bought some Pokemon cards in 2016. I forgot about them until this year and recently sold them for $2,000. You see... That's, that's what you need to be investing your money even, in. That's, yeah, that's investment. Yeah, that's yeah. what. That's None where these the returns come from. NFT rubbish. Real <laughs> tangible Charizards is where you need to be putting your coin. That is a joke. Pokemon responsibly. <laughs> Uni said I found a bag with five thousand dollars inside. What? I gave it to the police, and one year later, I ended up getting it back because no one asked for it. Oh wow! Damn, that's pretty good. Talisha got in touch with us as well. Talisha, we heard you won some money unexpectedly. 
Yes, as a very, very desperate apprentice back in the kitchen days as a chef. Yeah. Mm. Went out and, yeah, found a dollar in my handbag. I was like, oh, I'll just hold on to it because the rest of the crew love to have a little slap on the pokies. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, but you want to keep um, your dollar to save? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in case, you know, just in case something happens, you never know what a dollar can bring you. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. So there was, yeah, a couple of old birds in the corner had been feeding up one of the machines all day, trying to get the feature to go off. And <laughs> they ended up giving up and heading on home, head in their hands. And I thought to myself, well, let's try my luck. Threw her in, 90 cent hit, $1,400 later. Happy, happy days. Wow. Oh, just the me. one go. Yeah, just the one. And it was the only hit. And I, I tell everyone now when they win 200 bucks, yeah, but how much did you put in? Because I put in $1, my <laughs> only dollar that I had left until about 2 o'clock the next morning and walked away happy. Mm. But you didn't get, uh, you know, the, the 1400 didn't go back into the goblin. <laughs> no, I honestly, Cash I monster. sort of snuck away, got the attendant. got, And because it was our local pub, they were like, oh, my God, good on you. Had a beer, went home and put it straight into the bank account where I was saving up for my um, my first house. There you oh, go. Well, I did didn't fall into the it? trap of you win some, you lose more. Oh, mate, <laughs> never. And I'm that I'm that little ear, the little bird in the ear saying to everyone, how much have you put in? You're never going to win. You're never going to get it back. <laughs> Good. And then bribe them up with that one. And they go, oh, no, no, we can do it. We no. can do it. <laughs> and uh, did you ever get the house? Yeah, I did. Yes. So I was 20 when I got the keys to my first unit. Oh, congratulations. As an apprentice chef as well. So it can be done if you stay away from those hokey pokies. Goodness me. And I, uh, <laughs> those those prices don't seem to be going backwards. So you're, uh, you're in good hands there, yeah. Talisha. Thank you very much for chatting to us here on All Day Breakfast. Thanks, boys. And look, it can be very, very tempting, as you mentioned, Matt O'Kine, but... Um, there's also no shame in calling and asking for help if you have been finding that. So uh, feel free to ring the National Gambling Helpline on 1-800-858-858. It's totally free. It's professional. It's confidential. And it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So just feel free to jump on that because uh, it's a good way to uh, get the help that you can sometimes need. I'll tell you what, Alex Dyson, this Queensland bus driver is in a lot of trouble. What's happened? Well, were you ever a bus, a school bus kid? Never a bus kid. Um, walked to school or rode my bike sometimes. Oof. I felt, I felt jealous of the, of the bike riding kids. Mm. I was a school bus kid. Um, and it can get pretty, you know, raucous on the bus. Certainly can. The old, we want to, we want to, we on the bus. What? If you don't stop for us, we'll do it on the bus. Who does that? Have you ever heard it? You never heard that? We want a wee on the bus. Have you? Sorry. I, I, you don't, you'd never heard the we want a wee, want a wee on the bus. If you don't stop for us, we'll do it on the bus. And after a while, it'll trickle down the aisle and you'll get your feet wet. <laughs> no. Oh my God. That must've been an exclusively school bus chant then. For you? Oof. For everyone. Everyone knows I, the we want a we want a we on the bus. I know the wheels on the bus go round and round. No! <laughs> Bron, have you heard of we want a we want a we on the bus? No. Oh my. Okay, look. Anyway, that's the sort of stuff. Wait, that you're saying that as if 
We're weird. <laughs> Why do you want to wee on a bus? No, that was a chant that people used to, you know, it was like a joke chant that you did. Wait, was this a private school bus or was it just like a public bus? It was a public school bus. Like in Brisbane, some buses, there's like a few like council run. The number one to Brisbane State High. Well, it would go, you know, through Ironside Primary, past Holy Family, past Indrapilly, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I know what you do there with the number one, <laughs> by the way. The zero, zero, one. Um, Albeit, it did take a while for it to trickle down the aisle. Mm. Um, so, anyways, there's a bus driver in Brisbane who's absolutely decided to just cook it. Oh, uh, were people rowdy and he's snapped? Well, I don't know whether it was he, she. Um, I don't know what they identify as, but... This particular bus driver, it just says, apparently some kids were getting uh, a bit rowdy. There was a little bit of roughhousing, the <laughs> news.com.au article. Roughhousing. Yeah. Well, apparently the bus driver said, you know, stop. But then apparently they started wrestling again. The kids started wrestling again after being asked by the bus driver to stop. So the driver, right, just goes, you know what? That's it. Pulls over and goes, everyone off. All 18 kids off. All 18 kids, some as young as five. Right. And they're like, but we didn't do anything. And, and the driver's like, off. And they all got off and the bus driver just drove away. <laughs> what? What? That is. What? Some of the kids were more than 10 Ks from their house. So this was after school, driving everyone home. Yeah. And he said, all right, everyone off. I'm leaving. So the kids are like, well, what are we supposed to do? Seven-year-old Ellie, you know, talking to current affairs, she's like, it's a long way from home. I was scared. People would like... Parents... <laughs> well, you would be, Ellie. <laughs> I would have been scared too. <laughs> exactly. Right? Apparently, this is what it says, news.com.au, children as young as five and from three different schools were found wandering the streets <laughs> just before 4 p.m., according to one mother. Oh, dear. They follow up with the bus driver? Well, guess, they, did well they, that's did it. Did they take the bus back to the depot? Or something? Or? Well, in a statement, TransLink confirmed the driver was a no longer employed. Well, I should hope not. <laughs> yeah, right? So, gosh knows what I happened. Th I think everyone, but even people have caught a flight with some kids would just want to go, so the, oh. the pilot just go, yep, <laughs> just get him, get him off. We have all wanted to do what this driver did. Do not get me wrong. We're not challenging okay. the feeling one <laughs> would have. It's just the action. Yeah, it's just the actual doing it. We battle our intrusive thoughts every day. You should never let them win, though. Never let them intrusive thoughts win the rough housing. Because, but kids, though, I mean, how many times you could say, if this happens, yeah. if you do this one more time, I'm telling you now, mm. you're all off. And kids, do you know what? <laughs> kids are too bloody cocky. They're too cocky. You know what happened one time, Warnable? What? The Dyson family out to go visit the, the Lumsden family out in Woodford, right? Driving there. <laughs> I think me and my dad had been disagreeing earlier on. I got reminded of this recently when someone was there. I'd forgotten. I remember the event. I've forgotten what was said <laughs> driving up there. I think, you know, as you do when you go around a place, you take a Boston bun or something like that to go to visit your <laughs> friend's place. Going up there. And um, I think dad asked me something like, oh, where have you put the Boston bun? <laughs> and I said, up your clacker. <laughs> Dad, indicator on, pulls over, out. Out. I have to get out, walk the rest of the way to the Lumsden's place. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah. 
Yeah. How long was it? 800 meters to a kilometer. <laughs> Side of the road. It's me walking along. How'd you turn up to the Lumsden's house? Just everyone knowing that you've been in trouble. A little bit miffed at that. <laughs> Not our best visit. Your dad knew that he couldn't get fired. That was the smart <laughs> thing that he did. But it made me ask um, you listening, what's your school bus story? Um, mm. At matt.and.alex. Kev got in touch with us and said, on our hour long bus ride home, the bus driver kicked a student off at a payphone halfway. <laughs> oh, so this isn't the first time. <gasps> Pretty generous to get do it next to the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Call them. Yeah. Call them. Chuck 40, 40 cents out the door. I'm assuming it was back in 1990. Erica says our bus driver, Ken, always gave us lollipops when we got off the bus. Not in a weird, weird way. He was just the nicest old guy. Oh, that does sound nice, but it also does sound a bit weird. <laughs> I just can't help but think. No. Suss as. No, Do- it is. Doctors it is. give out lollipops. Why not bus drivers? Ah, uh, that's true. No, I'm just cynical. Cynical old a man. Um, Johnny got in touch with us, said, my wife had the back of her hair lit on fire by a mean girl. Oh, you don't light hair on fire. No, nah, that's bad, isn't it? James said, while waiting for my school bus, I watched another bus catch fire. Whew. You don't light a bus on fire. <laughs> Christmas Bell said, Double Decker took us on an excursion. We hit a big branch, shattered the top level glass. Oh, no. That is an A-grade bus story when you're, in, when you're in school, hey. That would change the gap. You'd be talking about that for years after that, the time that the... <laughs> Drove into a branch. And here's another one. Um, Noddy Roof said, I was about 10 to 12 years old and was sticking the finger up out the back window. Didn't go well. Oh, there was always someone. There's always someone sticking the finger up at someone. Can I I be a last minute entrance to a bus story? Yeah. I was at this camp thing. We had two mini buses driving around. Um, One was great, more modern. One was old, no air conditioning and automatic door. The R stem had been ripped off so it said automatic dupe so the bus was nicknamed the dupe it's like everyone would run for the good bus and then you got stuck on the dupe <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you you weren't quick enough <laughs> and then we went on a trip to the grampians and the emergency exit at the back of the bus the handle had fallen off and the emergency exit beep went the entire time because the handle wouldn't stick back on it. You'd push it back on it and fall back down. So it just went beep the entire time. And then someone left milk on the bus on this same trip for three days while we we're in the Grampians. It went off. So I got stuck on the dupe on the way home from the Grampians, <laughs> beeping, stinking of off milk. I tell you what, you would have been begged to get kicked off that bus. I would have loved the bus driver to pull over and say, out. And just leave us there. I'm like, Phew, fresh air. No beeping. I've got my eardrums. Beth Margie got in touch, said one kid vomited, which then prompted a Mexican wave of vomiting through the whole bus. <laughs> what, like that Family Guy episode? <laughs> um, thank you very yeah, much dear. for listening. At Matt, Don and Don Alex is where you can get in touch with us on Instagram. Uh, if you've got anything that relates to something you've heard on the show. Other than that, we'll be back here, same time, same place, tomorrow. See you later. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.